Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Garrett. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And we all just saw the new movie, Knives Out. And Matt's going to tell us about it. It is the new picture from Ryan Johnson, who has done movies called Brick and Looper, and one you may have heard of called The Last Jedi. (laughs) And this is a homage, uh, or sort of a send-off, is that the right word, for for murder mysteries. And um, this features a a big cast of people, many of whom you may know, uh, like Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Mm -hmm. and uh, Christopher Plummer who plays the patriarch of a family. uh, uh, He lives in a big house in the country. He's a mystery novelist, and he dies. And at first it looks like suicide, but then uh, Daniel Craig comes on the scene as a private investigator who thinks otherwise. So everyone is a suspect, and it's twisty, and it's turny. Uh, Yeah. So I have to admit, I came into this with some pretty low expectations. You know, so... You watch the preview, and it is just a superstar, all-star cast. You know, and you see these compilations like, you know, New Year's Eve, that that really bad movie where they're just throwing the names out there and just, you know, the star power is going to take it, and they just play caricatures of themselves. I would say I was pleasantly surprised. Every single one of these characters had depth to them. Uh, They have their own strengths and weaknesses. You know, the movie plays off... There, there's clearly protagonists and antagonists, but it really plays off of anyone can be good, anyone can be bad. You're here to make your own judgments and to kind of let the plot unfold. Um, and I'm not really all that upset with anyone's performance. Uh, you know, Chris Evans, who I really only know as Captain America, mm-hmm. uh, plays a great spoiled uh, I think he's a young adult. He's not a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Jamie Lee Curtis, I, I'm kind of used to her playing a mom, and she just she had a slightly different role than what I'm used to her in. Just kind of almost trying to take the matriarch mm-hmm. uh, of this family. She played that great, and I mean, I'm, I could go down the list because I mean, we can even keep naming more <laughs> actors and actors because there's even bigger names in this movie. But <laughs> I I was pleasantly surprised. It was very well done. I really liked this movie, and I, I kind of had, to, as Garrett had said, uh, I was going into it with with some trepidation, out of fear that they had assembled this dynamite stellar cast to make up for the movie's shortcomings. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel like the movie really had very many shortcomings. I really liked this movie. I thought it was funny. I laughed a lot. Um, I thought the the mystery was compelling. Um, the, the twists and turns in the mystery were compelling. The way they set up each of the characters, you know, each, everyone essentially has a motive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, uh, and, and, and again with the acting, I thought, I thought Michael Shannon was great in this movie. Oh, yeah. um, he, he plays one of the brothers. And surprisingly, Don Johnson was really great in this movie too. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever said Don Johnson was really great in this movie before. Um, Daniel Craig, I, I, I think... On an acting level, he's the only one that I really have a problem with. And it might be because I'm so used to him as James Bond that to hear him with a with a southern affect 
it just sounded to me like he was acting, whereas the other performances seemed very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really a minor complaint. I, I, I'm right now ranking this as one of my favorite movies of the year. Hmm. I really, really liked this movie. I enjoyed the movie a lot, too. Um, I went into the movie with some pretty high expectations because I loved the, the trailer so much, and I love this genre so much. So I read a lot of mystery novels, particularly, <laughs> like, golden age mystery novels, which, you know, set in the country house, and there's a family. Seven people trapped in one room. Right. Okay. right. <clears throat> so this is right up my alley. And I, you know, I thought it was, for for that type of mystery, it was... It was, it was nostalgic, but it was also kind of modern. It felt modern. It was fast-paced, well-plotted. It all made sense in the end. Um, yeah, just, just from a screenplay standpoint, I thought it was really good. You know, there's things that are, just little things that are mentioned early on that come back later on, and it, yeah. it all ties up very neatly. Um, I thought the cast was great. Um, it reminded me... So, I don't know if this was intentional, but the, back, like back in the 70s, there were a lot of adaptations of Agatha Christie novels, things like Death on the Nile and Appointment with Death, and they all had star-studded casts as well. And to me, this was just kind of an homage to that, um, a throwback to those 70s Agatha Christie adaptations. I don't know if that was intentional, but it occurred to me. Um, and I love those, and I, I love this movie. So I'm a, I'm a little, uh, um, I don't know what to, to say or think about this movie quite yet. I realized something about myself when, that I'd, I'd known but sort of pushed to the side when I was watching this movie. But, you know, I'm a big, big mystery fan. I read mysteries and I, and I watch a lot of mystery movies and TV shows. But I realized that, you know, for one thing, they don't do quote-unquote, whodunit or mystery movies very much anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so seeing one in a theater is, just, for me anyway, a unique situation. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, a lot of the mystery TV shows I watch obviously are on TV, right? Mm-hmm. In the comfort of my home. And when I see, um, when, I, when I watch mystery movies, they've been on TV. Whether they've been old ones, I mean old, old ones, I'm talking about like 30s, 40s, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Or stuff like Murdered by Death or The Clue, which are two of my favorites. But I first saw those um, at home, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, although I will say that I have seen Clue once in the theater. Uh, Ashley and I went when it was shown locally a few years ago, and it happened to be on a night where it was storming with rain and lightning, <laughs> and, and it was a perfect <laughs> night to go, to go see that movie. But what I'm trying to get at is atmosphere. So, you know, this movie does have some some laughs, and, I, and you know, so do like Clue and Murder by Death. But I... Seeing this type of movie in an audience doesn't with an audience doesn't work for me. It's too too many guffaws, too many loud. I mean, it's just it, it doesn't work for me. I think I need to see this movie again at some point at home in my own kind of atmosphere. Uh, so that being said, um, I, I liked parts of this movie. I think everyone um, in this does a good job. Um, you know, certainly like it was mentioned, Don Johnson does a good job. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't have as much to do as I wish she did, but she's, mm-hmm. she's fine. Um, Michael Shannon, has been mentioned, is really good. Um, Daniel Craig. <laughs> I, I like his performance to an extent, but his southern accent does not work for me. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's mentioned by a few characters. I mean, it's pointed out, so I think it's supposed to be 
subtly comedic, you know, but it, it bothered me. Uh, Tony Collette, who I love, uh, her accent, she's per- affecting some kind of, you know, I don't even know if you want to call it a valley girl type thing or, or, or what, but it's... I would call it that. Yeah, <laughs> it bugged me. Just because... <laughs> First of all, that kind of voice bugs me. Yeah, but also yeah. I'm so familiar with Tony Collette to know that it's it just that she has to talk that way, and, and it just kind of bugged me. Um, now, the big star of this movie is actually Anna de Armas, who um, I thought was was a good solid center um, mm-hmm. to this film. Um, it is very twisty and turny, almost a little bit too clever for its own good. I, I uh, agree with that too, uh, and that annoyed me. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my initial thoughts. So the the kind of twists and turns, I actually really enjoy that. I will agree, a little too clever for its own good, but you know, after a while, mysteries kind of just become themselves, and uh, you know, you figure out in the first two minutes, and you just just watching the rest of the plot unfold. This one, I really liked how... Well, I don't know if I can go into that without spoilers. So, uh, yeah, no. No, spo- um, no spoilers. Yeah, no. so I, I just really liked how I came in with expectations and then it changed. and It, it didn't go the way I was expecting it to. And then uh, the way it all unraveled. <laughs> Matt, Matt disagreed so much he threw his phone. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry everybody. Uh, and I, I just, I really enjoyed it. just the twists and turns just kind of came at me with surprise. And I wasn't expecting to be surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be funny. And I, what I really actually probably enjoyed was the, the social banter. Um, they really like try to hit some very topical stuff. So I don't know if this movie will age well because it's very Age of Trumpy, and you know they it's hit very good point. yeah yeah very uh, very specific to here and now. But uh, what what I really enjoyed was usually when they do that, they like get really preachy with it, and they take like these really awful candidates and give them these views, and give these really great candidates, and give <laughs> did I say candidates? Got yes. characters, uh, and they give them all these really great views and like and so you know what's right or wrong and they just kind of threw them all together and let them talk and they all kind of look shitty as they were discussing yeah. it and so I, I really enjoyed that part because <laughs> sitting at Thanksgiving dinner watching your family fight over it everyone looks like a jerk and that's how this unplayed I really enjoyed that I, I and I was, I was going to mention the banter there, there's a lot of banter they're, they're, they'll be having a conversation and someone will make an, an aside in the background it's mm-hmm. not part of the conversation but it's an aside in the background, mm-hmm. and the, the dialogue. There's there's tons of pop culture references in, in the in the dialogue, which is a good point. You know, 15 years from now, audiences may not even have any idea what what television show they're referencing. Um, but they there was lots of references throughout the movie to some of the movies, like you had mentioned. He mentions the house looking like a Clue board, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they directly reference Clue. Mm-hmm. Um, they they make references to, to things like murder by death, yeah. you know. Um, I, I I really like that house. I did too. Set design was really nice. The set design oh, yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and the, with the, cool the Game of Thrones chair with the knives behind it that oh. looked like the the posters for Game of Thrones. Right, right. Garrett, did you pick up on that? I I've, I definitely picked up on. I didn't really think it was a throw to Game of Thrones. I oh. thought it was a very intentional. Um, 
so cut this out if it's spoiler, but when mm-hmm. Daniel Craig sat on that, I'm like, they made that so they could get that shot. Right. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's what, when I saw that, I go, I know exactly what's going to happen with that seat. Yeah, right. No, I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Someone um, sits in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought this was interesting. Well, I, I have to say, I disagree a little bit about, well, I don't know if I disagree. The, the banter, the political banter, I, I tolerate it, but it did annoy me a little <laughs> bit. And I've talked before on these podcasts about a movie has to be very careful. I'm just speaking for me as far as my, my enjoyment of it. It has to be very careful when it talks politics, when it tries to make a point. Because I, I, I don't mind a movie that has a point of view, right? But it, 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 you can handle these things clunkily or you can do it smoothly, right? Um, and the the way this movie does it is borderline. I mean, it has the, all of a sudden, there's going to be a scene where people talk about politics. <laughs> you know, this, this viewer, they're trying to have this, you know, topical discussion. And it worked okay. I thought the ban- the actors are good, right? They're doing it. And the banter was, was, was they handled the banter well enough that, that it was, I'm like, uh, okay, this is tolerable, barely. And it doesn't matter what point of view it is. I mean, I, I, I can be annoyed by a movie presenting a point of view that I agree with if they do it in a, in a, in a clunky manner. But this one, this one was okay. I mean, I certainly think it's, it's making a statement about um, inheritance. I mean, there's a reading of the Will scene here, right? But I feel like it's making a statement about inheritance, but not only for the characters, but also for, if you want to make it... Um, metaphorical for um, the United States mm-hmm. and its citizens mm-hmm. and who is born here is who's born into this country and who comes to this country and who and, and, and do does anyone have more of a right um, to 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 what the United States offers than, than somebody else I think it's trying to say all, all that that I actually thought was pretty pretty cool um, so, yeah, I've never seen that kind of immigration allegory in a mystery. Never. I mean, when when the, when the the topical political conversation came up, it never, I it, it never took me out of like, okay, here's 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 where we have our political allegory. I sort of saw it, and without being spoilery, this movie does a lot of where you see people doing things, but then you find out later what they were really doing. Mm. And I think that conversation sort of sets up, given the characters and who they are, I think it sort of sets up how they really feel about other characters versus what they're saying. Mm. I'll say something about this. I I totally forgot about it. But this is actually a ding I have against the the film. Again, I'm very, I'm such a big mystery fan. Mm -hmm. Novels, television shows, movies. But I'm a mystery traditionalist. And... And, and not only, I would say this, this doesn't even pertain just to mysteries, but there are just general movies, and especially television shows that are guilty of this nowadays. But there's been a shift. If you pay attention, if you watch a lot of vintage television or films like I do, and then you watch stuff that's made now, there's been a shift. It used to be that when you tell a story, the characters in the story uncover things and discover things, and then that's how you discover so in other words, you are never ahead of the characters in the story. Mm-hmm. You don't ever have knowledge that they don't have that, that is, you know, 
hugely important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a, a shift, I feel like, over the years where um, it, that changes. Like, you, like, you're watching a TV show and you'll be privy to a scene of seeing a character do something, right? No one else knows it. And they won't know it until, um, you know, a few episodes down the road, maybe. This movie is prime example of that. This movie features scenes with characters saying one thing. And if this were in the traditional, older version of things, um, that would be it. And then later on down the road, through deduction, through a plot that has to work for itself, um, you, things, then things would be uncovered. And then you would find out, oh, this character was lying. Or this didn't really happen that way. But instead, what this movie does is, at, right at the same time a character is saying something, <laughs> you see a flashback that uh, will tell you that they were lying. Mm-hmm. And then, later on, the, you know, the detectives or whatever have to come to the same conclusion that you as a viewer already knew minutes or an hour earlier. Um, I am not a fan of that. It's, it's, well, it, 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 this sounds very condescending. Mm-hmm. It's a literary technique called dramatic irony. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's been there since Shakespeare. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's, been, it's used a lot more than it used to be. Oh, I, I completely agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not, I mean, it's not unusual. Well, I, 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 I suppose in film, it's normally it's normally a literary technique for the the, the, the books that you, that you might read. Or, you know. I, I think it makes for a less satisfactory mystery because yes. I've, I've definitely read mysteries. In fact, I just finished one um, where you know the killer before everybody else knows, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it stops being a mystery at that point, and then it becomes a how are they going to figure it out mm-hmm. um, story, which can be interesting and. In the book I just read, it was very interesting. And I think in this movie, it's kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. But it's not a traditional, it's not a traditional mystery. So if you're, if you, if you demand that, then it's yeah. not going to live up to that. Right. And, you know, that's my opinion, so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I, it's I, a valid opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the movie itself doesn't match up to your, uh, what you enjoy in mm-hmm. what's essentially a whodunit. Right. Yeah. But I still think taking what it's a it's a character drama and a mystery i think it did both very well i think it did too yes yeah and i think it kept the surprises coming yes to the point that i you know even though you think you know everything you you don't know everything and, mm-hmm. yeah. well all right well <laughs> uh score time so ashley what do you give it uh i'm gonna give it an 8.5 garrett same uh aaron i'm giving it a nine um, you can give it a three to lower us, <laughs> aren't you? I, 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 I'm giving it a 6.5. So our score is an 8.1. And Rotten Tomatoes isn't working for me right now. So uh, I think it's in the 90s there, though. Yeah, so. it's been around 97, 98. Yeah. So 8.1 from us. I definitely recommend it. I would too. Definitely recommend. There, there would be worse ways to spend two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you.